The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. Of course, you can hear Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. And as always, we are joined by our Masters Class Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the show. What's happening? What's up? What's up, baby? Now, if you listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, I know most of the people that subscribe to this podcast do. We talk a lot of NXT here on Busted Open, especially lately. So I think today we're going to talk about the current state of NXT and I think you guys would agree that over the last year there have been a lot of changes when it comes to NXT bully. Uh, there's definitely been a lot of changes. Uh, I've gone on record uh, many times on our show and said I think that NXT is the best professional wrestling show from top to bottom with the characters they've developed with the stories that they tell um i believe that they do it better than just about anybody else when you think about the 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 definition of what pro wrestling is or used to be uh, I think Hunter is a great mind. I think Sean is a great mind. Both of those guys had fantastic careers. And if you have them coming up with the creative and helping put the matches together and helping to build the talent, you're going to have one hell of a company uh, on your hands. Um, perception is reality, though. How did NXT fare in the Wednesday Night Wars, so to speak, against AEW? Many will say that they lost but did they really lose in the world of the wwe because nxt as we've been kind of force-fed to believe now is a developmental brand and i think in the past couple of weeks we've really seen how vince looks at nxt and we're being forced to kind of look at it the same way uh Yes, lots of changes. Karrion Cross has been called up. Uh, uh, Keith Lee has been called up. Um, Damian Priest got called up. Everybody gets the call up, and you know we always talk about we kind of worry, kind of worry what's going to happen when NXT um, wrestlers get to the main roster. Some completely flourish, and some don't. But that doesn't take away that, from my opinion, I think it's uh, the best pro wrestling show with uh, an incredible locker room, very talented. Locker room, and I do appreciate and enjoy their product every single week. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot to chew on from what you just said, Bully. So let me break it down a little bit. You know, and Mark, Bully mentioned the talent. When you look at the talent on NXT, I don't think anybody would come up with the word developmental when you see a lot of the stars that are on the NXT roster. You, you can say developmental, but I don't think that that would be the word that fits. I think that um, inexperienced. They, they go to NXT to get start getting experience, and then they have a chance. I don't believe in this main roster thing either. Um, once you are on a pro- television program, and it's a weekly show, and ratings come into play, and commercial ad space comes into play, then you're a show. I don't care what, what you put on it to um, buffer it, make there a buffer in between. Um, we watched NXT become the best wrestling show on television. They were not the best experienced or the best entertainment show, which we always said was AEW. They were the most entertaining show. They did stuff. They flip, fly, crash, burn, bleed, do all the things that the entertainment side of pro wrestling provides. And that's, that's what they're missing. And a lot of the reason is I feel like they're handcuffed. Like, it's like if you, me and Bully and, and Tommy put on a show together. We're putting on the busted open show. What are we going to do to the first match? We wanted exciting guys. We want you to, to, to go out there and burn it down. Stay in the ring. Don't, don't use a, a, a turnbuckle. Don't use the, the, a, a chair. Like, like you set limits for the opening matches so it builds into a crescendo for what the main event is supposed to be about. And then you can throw all the bells and whistles you want at the main event. That's what I feel like NXT is. They're the opening show. Stay in the ring. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, we're going to do that this week on Raw and SmackDown. All right. But you know what, Mark? You said something that I find interesting before we get to Tommy. Because you just said it's hard for you to look at that show as a developmental show. And you threw out a couple of reasons that are pretty strong reasons why you shouldn't. It's a weekly show that's on for two hours on USA most of the time live, in front of an audience that builds up towards a big event like TakeOver, which a lot of people say sometimes is better than the pay-per-view from the main roster. So, Tommy, where's the disconnect here? Because this is an hour show that was just on the network and then became a weekly show. If you're going to make it into a competition, which I think they did when AEW sprung up, People are going to perceive it differently, and they're going to be disappointed, especially with what's going on that show right now. Uh, One thing I want to say, and I know Mark, um, because I don't want people coming at us negative. When Mark says inexperienced, because people are going to say, what about this person was on the indies for 10 years or even worked in Impact? Mark, I believe, means inexperienced to be in the WWE system because they do right. things differently for television. So I kind of right. just wanted to, because people always like to go the negative narrative. Uh, Dave, I've worked with probably everybody uh, that's currently in uh, NXT through Impact Wrestling, and I have seen people grow <clears throat> 
exponentially throughout their careers. And it's kind of like the next step, you know, and if I equate this to watching Bubba in ECW and then watching Bubba go to WWE, total different uh, animals. For me, and I will say this, and I will say this till my dying day, NXT is college football. And I'm seeing it more and more because how many guys were stars in college and then are not stars in the NFL? But that's because of, I mean, it's, it's different because football and wrestling uh, is one is, you know, truly based upon your talent and injuries, all that stuff. But in wrestling, we could control that stardom. Uh, the biggest talk of why we've been talking about all of this really is how carrying cross has been treated. Uh, on his first day, and, you know, yes, losing to Jeff Hardy, that guy could have been the biggest star on Raw. And now I don't want to say it's over, but they have to climb a hill of hill to get there. And on one of the episodes of Busted Open, we talked about what if Bill Goldberg, who came from WCW, debuted in the WWE, Without that entrance, without that pyro, and all that stuff, they stripped him away from it. They did that to Karrion Cross. So now you're seeing your favorite college player who had all these fans, the number one guy, wins the Heisman, has all this hype, and let's say he's a quarterback and he's a throwing quarterback, and they put him in uh, a wishbone situation where that's more running. That guy's set to fail. And it sucks because we have such an investment in him and it's not hard to protect these guys because the WWE needs more stars. The business needs more stars because you have something knocking you when you started this about talking about AEW and the ratings, uh, they, they kick their ass straight up. And now it's no longer going to be an AEW Wednesday night war. It's a wrestling war because AEW's numbers are touching on Monday Night Raw's numbers. So you need to literally sit back, reassess, and you can't treat it like it's a developmental system because what then that's going to happen is you're going to be exactly like that botched thing called the Alliance because it's your ego. And then it's going to be that other thing that failed, even though you were getting paid for it, called WWE ECW. Because NXT a great freaking product and fans love it, but you can't just pluck guys out of the system in the middle of storylines, middle of being your champions because it hurts your brand. What? So let me ask Tommy and Mark this. Do you think what happened to carrying cross in any way, shape or form could have been a test? Yeah, that's what I said all along. But what good is that to the, what good is that to the viewer? Like it's not, it's not. You're right. To the viewer, it has it doesn't no relevancy whatsoever. It's it's like you know, I've seen it a hundred times, guys. Like, you know, even with me, Vince will try you. He will push your buttons to see what reaction is gotten, and then they go with how they feel you pass that test, or if you fail that test, you fail that test, you might end up. You know, doing beat doing jobs to Takamishinoku, or you know, getting beat by Zach Gowan, which I did because I failed that test. I, I was about me, 
And um, I don't want to hear later on down the road, well, you know, that's why we did this or that, you know, whatever. But I know the testing is a, is a deal. It, it's a thing. And it almost seems to me we we were so uh, bewildered by Cross's uh, debut on Raw. Take away half of the entrance. Take away Scarlet. Have him with the NXT strap, only to lose in a buck thirty nine. You're like, oh my god! Like on the surface, that seems horrible. But it almost and this is real old school thinking right now. Beneath the surface tells me that they'll probably push that guy to the main event of WrestleMania just based on that test alone. Because it, to me, it was a very harsh test. And so people understand when we say you're getting tested, it's all about your demeanor throughout the day. From the minute they tell you what you're going to be doing that night, how is your, what's your personality like? What's your demeanor like? What does your face look like? How are you carrying yourself? How are you handling yourself? How did you handle yourself on the way to the ring? How did you handle yourself when you came out of the ring? How did you handle yourself after the match? All eyes are on you because they want to know if you can handle the ups and the downs. We all know the ups are going to be great, but it's how you handle the downs in the world of pro wrestling that really lets management know that you are a trooper and you're a team player. All right. So uh, what you're saying, Dave, hang on, Dave. I I got to jump in. I'm sorry. Okay. Here's the bigger issue. Number one, you do that on main event. You do that on a show or dark matches. You don't do that when a guy is debuting because, Bubba, it's a much different business. Uh, I said it before. Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg was a dream match, but the fans found out that both guys were leaving in the middle of Madison Square Garden. They crapped all over a dream match. You cannot change the public's perception for the fact of then it's also affecting your other brand. If I'm telling you that 3D is the greatest finish of all time on ECW and nobody kicks out of 3D and you debut and somebody kicks out of 3D, your finish is shit. Completely agree with you. What you're saying was your brand. Time out. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. You don't agree with the way they think over there? What I said is not a possibility? You, If you want to test a person, dude, they've done it's it. Not, I'm not asking you how you would test point, a person. Though. No, but I'm saying how they test people. I saw, Tommy, I, saw I, I, would, I would never have done that. You would have never side. have done that. D- D- yeah, Mark would have yeah. never done that. I'm just trying to take our listeners into the world of how they think at times. I don't agree with it. But they will test you just to see the look on your face. But Bully, but Bully, ultimately, to go to you, to go back to your point, and you brought up Carrying Cross, and you said that, hey, this is a test for Carrying Cross, and you want to know something? Based on his reaction and what they did the next week, you may be right. They may now push him to the main event at WrestleMania at some point. But to get back on to what today's show is about, and that's NXT, you know, doesn't it ultimately hurt the NXT brand? Because he still was walking in there, 
you know, and Mark, he's he's got the NXT Championship belt around his waist. So watching yeah. him lose in a minute and thirty nine seconds, not only does that it was hurt, disrespectful Karen, to that title. Yeah, it's the, and it, and ultimately the brand of NXT, and 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 maybe AEW is the cause of all this because it sounds crazy, but I remember when they had the first big event for NXT, the weekend of WrestleMania 31, uh, out on the West Coast, and I remember them having it in an arena, and people didn't think they'd be able to fill that arena because this is just a developmental show for the WWE. But because I think the talent that they ultimately got for that show and then going head-to-head with AEW on a Wednesday night, you know, for them to dominate Survivor Series in 2019, I think it forced the viewer to look at NXT as more than a developmental brand. And for a while, they were talking about NXT as a third brand of the WWE. So, Bully, let me ask you this. Is that completely changed because of the loss to AEW? And I think you could call it a loss because I think ultimately if you go week to week, AEW dominated NXT. Let me ask you this. Did the WWE think that NXT was going to beat AEW? And because of that loss, are they now perceiving it once again as a developmental brand? To answer this question properly, you have to understand the mind of Vince McMahon. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know how the man thinks 100% of the time, nor can Tommy, nor can Mark. But I guarantee you this, Tommy and Mark can disagree if they want. Vince McMahon is not happy that one of his brands lost to brand new competition. At, no, all. Not at all. And, the and man bully. is the man is fueled by by competition. He wants to win at everything. He wants to outlift you in the gym. He wants to out eat you in steak. He wants to out drink you in whiskey. He wants to out everything you. And now you're telling me that the developmental brand lost to these up and comers, these nobodies. That's what he would think. Go ahead, Mark. Bully is a hundred percent right. I feel like, and it's just my opinion, there's no fact behind it, that a lot of this is punishment, like, for not succeeding. And it's it's been that way forever. So you think that because of this L for NXT that they're now being punished, even though they're a show on USA for two hours? Can you come up with a better reason? I can't. I can't, bully. I really can't. I can't come so up. even if I, I even if this that. is a cons- even if this is a conspiracy theory, I haven't heard any other reason debunk why it. debunk it. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I Tommy? can't. Uh, I don't know. Like either. we're all perplexed. We're, we're supposed. We're experts. We're we're experts at this. Like this is an esteemed panel. This is not your average run-of-the-mill, everyday pro wrestling analysis. This is the master's class. And we're all sitting here going, but why? We don't know. We're we're like, what what the hell? What is the reason? The logical one is usually the best answer. Mark, I want you, uh, when you see Tony Khan, tell uh, him to, uh, when Trevor Lawrence finally gets the ball, tell Tony Khan to throw an interception and lose the game. Yeah, that's good advice. 
We agree. Nobody wants to think about <laughs> shooting yourself in the foot or cutting your fingers off to despite your hand. But the optics and the situation says that that's what it is. I'm not saying that, you know, no, I, I have intel. We're all frustrated. We're fa- we've it's been in this business forever, and it's frustrated for us, the viewers, the guys who've I been in the business. I work for EW, but I, I love wrestling. Yep. And I just don't think that that was good wrestling. Dave, watch this. You want to talk about a test? We're talking about how this could have been a test for carrying cross. You know who this might have been a real test for? Oh, man. Triple. Now, anybody? Huh? To anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Time to play the game. Triple H. Because if he is the, if, if, if he is the, uh, the heir to the throne of Zamunda, Big Pop, Eddie Murphy, coming to America. Big Pop. If he's the heir, Vince is going to want to know how the heir to the, the largest pro wrestling empire on, on the planet will handle something like this. This is not fact. This is just an opinion based on the amount of time I've spent there. Let me see. And if we know anything about Vince, when it comes to business, everybody can get tested at any moment. All right. So, Bully, let's just let's just let's just perceive this as it was a test for a second. Okay. Now let's let's look at the facts. You have a show that's branded by the WWE, WWE, the biggest pro wrestling company ever in history, has branded this show. It's got WWE attached to it. It's on USA, which is a branded channel because Monday Night Raw is on there, an established show for over 25 years on USA. So it's on USA. You're putting it on, it's live, and it's for two hours, and you're able to cross-promote it with your other shows. So SmackDown is going to mention NXT, and Monday Night Raw is going to mention NXT. And then, at one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, Survivor Series, you have that NXT brand dominate SmackDown and Raw on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. When you look at those facts... You could kind of look at it and say, Vince McMahon might be right here in the fact that I have given you this, I have given you this, I have given you this, I have given you every ingredient to make a, a, a five-star meal and to succeed. And to go back to your point, you lost to an up-and-coming show that's dominated by indie wrestlers that's going on a channel that hasn't had pro wrestling on it in over 20 years. When you look at that on paper, in fact, can you blame Vince McMahon for this? I wouldn't. I, oh, I, I just wouldn't have gone about you. it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have went about it that way because I'm, it's, I would hurt myself, and I don't like hurting myself. Like, if, if it happens, it's going to be by accident. <laughs> but, Dave... What a brilliant thought. Like, I had no clue until you just said that, that maybe that is what it is. Vince did give them a lot. They, they do marketing on both shows for another network. Where, where, in, where in God's green earth does that happen? Nowhere. Unless you go and take it. But, man, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
And I think the fans that listen to this show um, that are going to understand when, when they hear this, that's a valid, valid point to be made. Mark and Tommy, you might know this because you guys are much better at sports than I am. When Dave just spit out those facts, something popped into my head, and I don't know if this is a good comparison. You guys let me know. Vince and NXT, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. Good call. Yeah. It's actually a good comparison. That's a, that's a very good analysis and, and analogy, Bully, because Jerry Jones, his ego would not allow him to have his coach be more powerful than him. And secondly, Jimmy Johnson won. And when you talk to your boss, you tell your boss, hey, man, thanks for all the um, <laughs> giving me all the tools and giving me the power to do this and, you know, so forth. Jimmy was like, look, I shopped for the, I shopped for the groceries and, and I'm, I made the meal and I won the Super Bowl. So it was, you know, a conflict of, of egos right there. He, they could not coexist. Well, you got to go. <laughs> with, I'm going to hire with, another with guy. With Jerry, with Jerry, it was ego. With Vince, I think it's pride. I think he, his pride was hurt. Which, can by, you be mad at him? Can you be mad at him for being prideful? I'm prideful, and you're prideful. Tommy's prideful. Dave is, is like, this is his show. He created this shit. Why should he not be like, listen, guys, I know that what you're saying, but this is my child. I created it. It's just that we fall under the umbrella of a network, right? So we have to abide by what the network rules are. NXT did not hold up their end of the bargain in Vince's eyes, I guess. Well, and, and Tommy, so, isn't ultimately to go back to what Mark just said there? Mark just said it. They didn't, they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So isn't ultimately, Tommy, Vince just saying, well, you are what you were. You know, before this competition, you were a developmental show where I could pluck anybody whenever I wanted. Maybe he's just going back to, like, you are what you are, and I'm going to use you exactly for what you are. He can say and do whatever he wants. I, I say it all the time. Triple H gets all the credit for NXT, not his money. And you're talking to a guy who invested a lot of his own money into his own company. And basically was just like, ah, <clears throat> grand scheme of things, I don't see that this is going to happen. And, yeah, my shows are good. And, oh, I came so, so close. But it's just like, man, I can't. I'm going to share with you a conversation I literally just had on Saturday with uh, Shane Douglas and Terry Funk called me up. And I told him something he – and he does, you know, he follows the business, but doesn't follow the business. And I told him about AEW outselling WWE in New York. And he said, Vince needs to do two things. He needs to, um, and he always has surrounded himself with yes men. He needs the one person to tell him maybe something different. That used to be Pat Patterson. And we all know this. And he said, it's going to take somebody with a lot of money and a different vision to take it down. 
And when it take and it's a long overdue, and if it goes down, trust me, it's going to be the best thing for the business. And when he said that, I was like, holy crap. And here's a guy who doesn't follow everything, but I was like, yeah, he's right. And you need somebody to rattle your cage uh, and tell you that this is going, you need to do this or you're going to hurt yourself. You're hurting yourself. NXT has officially jumped the shark. I'm telling you this. It started with Keith Lee. I see things. I saw things in ECW. I see things uh, with NXT. The Keith Lee, the Carrion Cross, this, the Olympics, moving it, it's going to become forgotten. What they need to do at NXT TakeOver is say, here's all the people that Vince won't take, and these are my guys and girls. And then the rest go that way with them. You know why? Just, because if not, it's going to hurt your brand and ratings will continue to go down. And then if you lose that USA Network money, sure, somebody may come and uh, take it. But when the bottom line, and, and Tony's discussed this, about ratings, ad rev, all that stuff, give you all that money back. And if it's a lower price, once your contract comes up, because you're not producing the same amount of ratings that you used to, it's less money in your pocket. And then you have shareholders. It's a trickle-down effect. Continue, Bubba. Sorry. Uh, no, no. I just uh, you said about the moving of the show. I mean, the show is only going to get moved for two weeks. Um, it's bumped for the Olympics. <clears throat> AEW got bumped for basketball, and they came back and rebounded pretty well. So, I mean, what's to say that uh, that NXT just doesn't come back to you at the USA and get there? You know, seven hundred thousand every week. You you would hope so. Um, the difference is, I think, when AEW and and it's bad in both ways because AEW just had double or nothing, and they weren't able to 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 really gain any momentum from double or nothing because of being moved to a different time. Though they stayed on the same channel, they just got moved to a different uh, time and a different day. I think this is the worst timing for NXT because there is a bit of a cloud because because of Keith Lee because of Karrion Cross. So then this move happening at the same time that these other things are happening, I think it's just bad timing uh, with the Olympics. Or 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 maybe you know Bully's right. Maybe they go back to USA, Tommy and Mark, and maybe they they get the exact same rating that they've always been getting. But, well, I mean, only time will tell. Well, guys, you know, we got to wrap it up here because of time. But, Mark, awesome insight. Bully, same as you. Tommy, always great. Always a dream having you here on Busted Opens, the Masters class. Uh, NXT, we'll see what happens. The one thing we all agree on is we want success for this show because it's not only good for the WWE, it's good for pro wrestling. Don't forget. Please subscribe and comment on Busted Opens the Masters Class. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Pandora, Spotify, and Stitcher. And make sure you listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. 
Sirius XM Podcasts. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 